I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Now, on to the next game. Panthers v. the Sharks. Panthers win 28-0. And they just send a big, big, scary message to the rest of the comp. At the moment, there's no one beating the Panthers at the moment. When it comes to the comp, the premiership, now, as I said, if you get the Broncos, if you get the Rabbitohs, you get the Storm playing their absolute best, then it's a, then it's a, a contest and it can be genuinely won by either team. But right now, there's no one even close to their level. I mean... There's people close to their level, but there's no one even close to their consistency. No one plays rugby league as consistently well as the Panthers. Mate, I'll be honest, I thought with ball in hand, I didn't even think the Panthers were that great on the weekend. By their standards, I thought they were quite clunky in different periods. So they've got so much more to offer. And you just know that when September comes, they'll be there. They'll be ready to go. The worst thing could have happened for the NRL was Nathan Cleary getting injured. He comes back in his second game, yeah. he does that. Yeah. He is ready to go. He's energised. He's angry about losing the series. And he's got no. He's probably got no niggle, niggling injuries. Well, yeah, I, I think it's very clear that he's completely fresh now. I, I thought last, I, I, I don't know if you guys spoke about it, there was a moment there where he took a quick tap and he got mm. called back. He hit full pace mm. in three steps. Mm. He's sweet to go now, Nath. No. We spoke about it before, like his kicking game, that that grubber that he does where he just cannons oh, across the line. into the dirt along the try line. You just, how do you defend that? Like, And also, it makes wingers and fullbacks shit themselves because they've got a fucking grubber coming at them yep. faster than the speed of light. And it's, it's one of those things that, <laughs> unless you're at the Panthers, you probably can't prepare for it because no one else can do it. Oh, mate. He is just on another level. And... You know, you watch games over the weekend and how often does a, a seven or a nine, they kick, it hits people's feet. He gets it between it. like, And you can see his eyes looking at the space, whereas a lot of halves, they, they almost aren't even looking where the ball's going. He is looking directly at the space. Even though his body's shaped somewhere else, he's looking, his eyes are exactly where the ball needs to go and he nails it every time. And he's like, like he, he finds his lane to kick into, but then he kicks it as hard as he can into that spot. The control he's got is just... And just the trust that he has in his own kicking game, you know, I know, this will sit up, this will curve, this will be, I know exactly what's going to happen. All you need to look at, as I said, most people, he kicked it out, most people are, uh, 
at the very least, they're like, oh, pretty good kick. It's about five metres towards the try line. We're good. We set up. We defend. He's angry at that. Yeah. He was blowing up, going, shaking his head. Just on a, he has to be up there with the greatest kickers of all time. I don't care what anyone says. Um, if you've got someone else like Cooper Cronk, you know, Joey in regards to his, the, the, like the crazy kind of kicks that Joey could do, but I believe that he's at least in the conversation for greatest kickers ever. I love when you see kickers too, especially short king game, where they get to that point where their king game is so good that they go, I can utilise the post now. Oh, mate. I can just mess around with fullbacks even more and kick to that area because it just adds another level. And they start bending the ball around, around the either post. way, it's and just it's just a freak. Yeah. And as I said, it's going to get even worse because you're not allowed to put pressures on kickers. So he is just going to kick teams to absolute yeah. death. So coming into this game, the Cronulla Sharks – Actually, no. After this game, the Cronulla Sharks still have the best average points per game in the competition with 26. That's crazy. The Panthers kept them to zero, and I don't think it came to a surprise as anyone that they did it to them. Penrith's defence is clearly the best in the competition. They concede 12.4 per game. Next best is the Broncos conceding 17.6. The next best team concedes five more points per game than them. You add in the fact that there's been two games this season where Ivan Cleary has rested all his Origin stars, which is half his team. And there was an Origin week, I believe it was round 16, that Penrith played in where all the Origin... So three weeks this year. I don't have the points they conceded on those three weeks, but where he was playing with basically half his New South Wales Cup team. And they're still conceding 12.4 per week. Uh, uh, sorry, I just wanted – I was waiting for a good time to bring this up, and this is perfect. So it goes, as you said, Panthers, Warriors, then Blank, then Storm. In the top five, guess who the other two teams are for best defence? It goes Panthers, Broncos, someone, Storm, someone. You never would have guessed it at the start of the year. I've got it, so I won't say. <laughs> um, okay, so it goes Panthers, Broncos, someone. Yep. Um Oh, uh, best defense. Panthers, Broncos. Who's the fifth one? The fourth is Melbourne. No, is the Warriors? Warriors the third. Yeah, Knights are fifth. Knights, <laughs> the LA. That's great for the Knights. Did you say before that Brisbane are conceding on average seventeen? Is that what it was? Seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Seventeen. So just to give you some numbers, over the last three years, Penrith Panthers in the final series, they've conceded fourteen point two points per game. But that's if you include the twenty twenty final series. Would you have a look at that? I think off the top of my head, round one of the finals, they conceded 28 points to the Roosters. The grand final, they conceded 26 points to the Melbourne Storm. Can't remember what happened in that middle game. If you have a look at the last two years of finals footy, they've conceded on average 10.2 points per game when on the even, biggest stages. It's just crazy. Like You look at this game, they only made four line breaks. The Sharks made three line breaks. So it's four line breaks to three. They won 28 nil. Make it make sense, boys. Make it. How does that make sense? They essentially had the same line breaks, but they won twenty-eight nil. Talk about just strangling a team to death. That's like completely strangling teams to death. They are truly so incredible to watch. Now, they're obviously getting into territories of greatest team of all time. I still believe that in one-off games against the bet, like for example, if you took this team and you played them against two thousand seventeen, you know, Storm. I still believe that they may get pit by Storm just because Storm have, like, goats, like immortals. But if they go on to win this third premiership, there's an argument to say they're literally the greatest team, period. 
Like, who else in the modern day is winning three in a row? Getting close to yeah, that. Yeah, well, if you're talking modern day, I don't think there's anyone in the conversation. You can obviously go back to your dragon sides and all this, 100%. But, but I mean, that's... That was, a, that was in a time where there was nowhere near... The game wasn't open to anywhere near the amount of people it's open to now. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. And that's what, But that's how far back you have to go. Yeah. You have to go back to the war era to yeah, find teams. It's so crazy. It's, it's Parramatta in the, in the early 80s with, you know, Brett Kenny and Peter Stirling and these guys. But, mate, I reckon with... What Penrith's doing now? There's more teams in the comp now. Like, there's so many factors to it that just make more, it so there's more money. Salary it's cap is like it's just the salary cap's a big one coming yeah. in and, and just leveling out teams. That uh, there's been no side that's been able to essentially defy the salary cap up until 2018. That was no side had gone back to back since the Broncos early mm. 90s. We've now seen a couple of them, but you know, no teams really look like going three on the trot. If they can go three on the trot plus that incredible 2020 season. Mm. Like, even the salary cap can't level them. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I would when say we were out at – sorry, just to add this in just as another point. When we were out at uh, Combank Stadium the other day, they had the Parramatta team there, 80 to 83. And one thing I took note of that night was that that was three years of premierships. There was only about 22 blokes there. You think about the Penrith Panthers, how many yeah. players because of salary cap yeah, yeah. they've had to circulate through. I reckon across those three premiership winning teams, they'd be into close to 30. Yeah, yeah. It's like I think if you went one off game against the best teams ever, like teams ever, you're basically flipping a coin. Like you go against 2017 Storm, who else? 2013 Roosters are pretty good. Like if you went against like one off, but when we're talking about what it is to play rugby league and you add in the consistency and longevity, they really are becoming one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. And I think that I know it's very easy. We love it as Australians when people get to the top. We don't want them to be too good. We want to be good, but not too good. And there's some good and bad things that, that come with that. Like it's, it's really good. It makes everyone humble and keeps everyone respectful. But also appreciate this while it's here, boys, because it doesn't come along. Yeah. And girls, it does not come along very often that we see a team in a complete Goldilocks zone doing what they're doing. Like this is the We're into the fourth year of complete and utter dominance, not just – oh, they were the best team this year and they, they lost, you know, four or five. We're talking about for the whole season of four years in a row, they have been the best team bar none and it's been obvious. Yeah, but look, from the 2021 grand final where they beat Souths, their first premiership, um, there's six players that played grand final night that night that aren't there. That's a third of the team. Yeah, wow. It's so incredible. It's such a privilege to watch. Like, the way they play and like there was, I think it was about 10 minutes ago in the first half, maybe even five minutes ago, they were at 96% completion. Like, if one team, like, everyone likes to call them arrogant and cocky. Arrogant and cocky teams don't complete at 96% for the first half yep. because they think they're too good, they start spinning the ball, they make errors. Now, I understand they're Larry, I get it, but when it comes to buying into a game plan, there is no egos there. There is no egos there. They are all fully on board with exactly what each player needs to do. I love too. I put up a post the other day and I had a lot of people that comment and say, I reckon they can be beaten if a forward pack just goes toe-to-toe with them. I'm sitting there going, Close. do you not think forward packs in the last three fucking years have gone, hey, maybe we should go toe-to-toe with these guys and hang in there? It'll work. It'll, It'll work. You, you, <laughs> like, if you want to try and turn this game into a gritty one where it all comes down to kicking game, Nath goes, good as gold. Mm. 2021 final series. We can do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's as a, The only way you're going to beat them is if you get a Broncos, a Rabbitohs, a Storm, at their tippity top, their best, and they need to complete it like 90%. And even Rabbitohs did that in the grand final. They completed like 88%. And that one opportunity, they took it, the Panthers, and they won the game. They were without Nathan Cleary a few weeks ago, and I was sitting there watching them going, they could win this with Nathan I know, it's fucking wild.
It's wild. And then there was also – this is how quickly we, like, write off champions. There was whispers beginning to be like, oh, is Nathan Cleary even that good? Like, this Panther side does okay without him. And then he comes out and plays like that. Ah, uh, yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty bloody good. And it's – you know, and people always get really upset when you talk about a guy like Nathan Cleary in the same sentence as Peter Sterling. But as I've said before – when Peter Sterling was winning his third premiership and people were comparing him to the guy 30 years before that, people would have done the same thing on how dare you, you can't do that, you can't mm. talk about that. <coughs> same as people got upset when you would have spoken about Joey compared to Peter Sterling. Mm. You guys come along and they yeah. take the game to a new level and Nathan's is doing that. And let's remember, when Nathan Cleary came to – and Ivan Cleary came back to the club and Cleary was there, they only had one origin player. This isn't a guy that was blessed and rolled into a system that had origin players – he was the only Origin player. Now they have like six or seven. Um, yeah, this is just such an incredible team to watch. We haven't, can be said, a negative thing about the Panthers in about three months because we haven't been able to. Yeah. I've found something. Okay. Just to try and balance it out off the back of a 28-0 win. Like, there's very little. I don't think Sonny Luke's the answer for them at 14. I, I really don't. I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. I saw him come on for 10 minutes in the back end of that game. Really disjointed. They were all over the shop. Yeah. Like... Clear in Luai, had it on a string. They could do what they wanted in the back of that game. The Sharkies had defend their ass off all game. They were tiring. He came on, and this is not a knock on Sonny Luke. This is, I don't think he fits what they're doing at the moment. And they're all over the shop. Yeah, mate, I, well, I, I, I agree, and I think it's, it has nothing to do with Sonny Luke as a player. I think he's a super talented nine. I think he's got so much to offer an NRL side. I think plenty of clubs could use him. And maybe Penrith still can. Maybe he needs a whole offseason, you know, working with him. I have to remember, this is his first time. First year, like, it takes time. But I do agree, when he did come on, there were a lot of times when Cleary wanted the ball and he just seemed to take a different option. That, um, And so, to be super fair to Sonny, this is just time on the ball. Mitch Kenny, he's had, what, four years now? Yeah. yeah. Four years playing with Cleary. And, and even Kenny, at the start of this year, struggled a little bit. We, we said they struggled a bit in the, the, the nine role. So, I do think it may take some time, but I also agree with you that it's not there yet. Yeah, I'm a huge Sonny Luke fan. I think I've got to fall on my sword on this one too. I just, it's, it's just not working mm. for me he, at the moment. He can, like what I'd be doing is, like he's averaging 67 minutes per game this season, Mitch Kenny. We, we know he can go 80. There's even like a lot of the time uh, Sonny Luke will come on and Kenny will go to lock. Mm. Like he's got it in him. And because he's not a big runner, Mitch Kenny, you know, it, it doesn't take a stack. Like we see Harry Grant who is a freak athlete and can go 80, but... Like what he does, what Cheese does, they run so much, they gas. Kenny can reserve a bit in the tank in attacks. He's just distributing. I, I mean, Tyrone Peachy's looking at getting one or two games suspension, but I think he's been great this season and he's one of the most versatile players in the competition. I think you could play him as your 14 and then if Kenny does need a spell and you want to play him 65-70, you bring Peachy on to cover there. Jesus, you look... Again, I know fans are probably so sick of hearing it, but like... Doesn't it show you how important systems are, how important good coaching is, how important a good environment is? Like, mate, when they signed Peachy, and I, I love the Peach. He's so, like so rugby league, and in his early days at Penrith, was so exciting to watch. He won so many games under hook for him. But when they signed him, I was like, what? There's no way he's getting a game here. He's been outstanding for them. Yeah. Outstanding. He looks happy. Like, like, he couldn't even get a start at the Tigers. We're talking a player that couldn't get a start at the Tigers. He's now the best team we've nearly ever seen, and you're almost playing so well that you're forcing him in a spot in the in on the bench. From memory, he was in the Tigers' leadership team, and he couldn't get in the side. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. And then, 
and again, I don't want to seem critical to Sonny Luke because I said it's more the systems. I don't think he's, he's gelled well with the players. Or even time. Around. I think yeah. time as well. Or, or time. There are clubs right now that because he looks to play footy and he looks to create as mm. a number nine and they've got so much strike and they've got these two gun halves that they just don't need that. Mm. A club like <laughs> the Gold Coast Titans or the Canberra Raiders even, they could use what he does and he's still playing at the absolutely moment big time. Yeah, yeah. Just... I don't think it's what rotating him right with now. Starling. I think would be oh. fucking damaging. Doesn't it just also though just compliment? Like I, I look at Sonny Luke and quite often think you're picking the wrong moments. Mm. Doesn't it just compliment Appy? Just how naturally yeah. he seemed to get it right every single Ridiculous. time. But, but uh, and, and also, and I'm not saying you're not saying this, but like Appy is at the end of his career, yep. so he's mature to know to make that. We have to remember Sonny has played fuck what 20, 10 games. Yeah, and so he'll get there. I believe he'll get there. But Cleary has gone so far past needing a hooker to do anything other yeah. than give him the ball that if Sonny Luke came four years ago, he probably would be better because because Cleary needed some time to develop into the player he is. So it's it's almost just timing. It's, I really think it's time with Sonny. I think he's got so much potential, but he is tough when he gets on. You speak of Peachy when they signed him going, what the hell, where's he going to fit? What's the point? Jeez, Dane Laurie gives me those vibes. Yeah. I don't know where Dane Laurie fits in, but when he fits in somewhere, he's going to kill it. Back Mate, the I this. think um, if Luai plays Origin or you know gets injured or whatever, I think he'll kill it at number six outside Cleary. Like Cleary putting him in some space, yeah. I think he'd kill it. You'd kill it. And um, you're obviously losing Stephen Crichton next year too, so Dan Laurie becomes probably the next choice. Yeah, back. yeah, true. Jeez. True. Uh, another guy, uh, we, we spoke about him briefly, but I think Mitch Kenny deserves massive raps. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a guy that he's been with them for ages. He stuck strong. He probably could have gotten a contract somewhere else that's, you know, a little bit more. And he's almost Croker-esque become – well, not almost. He is. He's a 60-minute bloody hooker in the best team in the comp. Never gets a shout. No one ever talks about him. But if you go back and look at their big games, even their grand finals, they they look to Mitch Kenny to lift him in defence. They look to him to fucking jam blokes and get line speed. Him, Fisher Harris, and Leota are constantly communicating with fucking jamming blokes. Start of this season, man. I just remember watching Mitch Kenny going, "You are so slow out of dummy half. <laughs> you are slowing down this entire football team." And he's just week by week got better and better and better. I thought he was going to be the biggest problem. He seemed to be one of the great answers for them. Well, you, th you think about it. What was the, the one negative heading into this year? It wasn't um, Kikau on the edge leaving. It was who's going to replace Appy. Yeah. And how stupid are all of we? Because we're like, uh, he was playing, he was starting at nine last <laughs> year when they won the comp. Uh, but like, so think about it. He had all this pressure. Everyone, every analyst saying that the biggest problem is him, his position. Is there an argument to be made? And I'm not saying he's a better player than Appy. <coughs> But is there an argument to me I made that this Panther side is the best version of themselves right now? Quite possible. Would 2023 Panthers beat 2022 and 2021? It's going to be really interesting whenever this does finish for the Panthers, Panthers whenever they stop winning comps to look back and decide which one was the best yeah. of them because mm. they're going to be completely different next year as well with Stephen Crichton mm. gone. That's going to change quite a bit. Taylor May will come back in. There'll oh, be a different fuck. side there. Taylor May coming back in is a joke. Yeah, That's absolute a joke. joke. And like Dane Laurie could come in and, you know, if you have an injury somewhere and he plays a big role, like the four... Like Dane Laurie played anywhere one to six. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this Panthers side, to, to think that they would be at least... I personally believe they're at least as good as their side last year, this time last year. Um, 
to think they would do it with the players they like, it is just amazing what they're doing out there. They just deserve all the credit in the world. And as I said, even if you're not a Panthers fan, guys, appreciate it while it's here. This shit does not happen often. It does not happen often. Even the great Melbourne Storm and still, you know, they had a longer period of, I guess, you know, dominance in regards to they were always in the top four, top two, but they weren't for four years like tippity top, best team in the comp. Well, I know Storm beat them in that grand final, so they were the best team. But for most of the year, Penrith, they went on a winning streak. The, yeah. And the game they lost was a grand final. And, like, look, it took Cameron Smith. I think it was, like, 14 games yeah. or something. something and it yeah. took the greatest player of all time, Cam Smith, to bloody tear him apart in the right. He literally had the Clive before half time. They paid people out on sports bet. Jeez. And then Paps got it. Um, <laughs> <sighs> uh, okay. Panthers, uh, obviously, defeat the Sharks. Sharkies. Probably not going to spend long on this, guys, because we kind of said the same thing each week. Clearly, defensively. Look, I will say this. I will say this. When it comes to having a fucking dig, I thought the Sharkies boys tried their absolute hearts out. And although they're clearly a step down from the top-tier sides, and I think that's kind of um, really evident now, I think it was we thought that they may be top-tier this year. Um, coming into the year, I think it's evident now that they're still probably a recruit or two away from heading into. Like for example, and I said this actually, you know, last year before the finals against the Cowboys, the difference between the Sharkies and the Cowboys is the Cowboys have superstars in their side that play the tippity top fear footy, like Origin footy. You got Cotter, you've got Drinkwater, who is now I think at Origin level. You got Holmes, um, you got Hamiso now. Oh, sorry, Hamiso was there then. Sorry, who are they? Who else would they have? They have um, Rhys Robson now, who's in Origin. So you got a bunch of players that. I mean, even Townsend got called into Origin Camp last year for him. Whereas at the, at the Sharkies, it really is just Hines that, you know, is at that kind of top-tier level. And, and I do think it's going to take another year or so for them to develop into the team that they need to, but it's going to take some really shrewd decisions, recruitment-wise and retention-wise, to get that extra step out of them. Yeah, completely agree. And I... Yeah, I just don't know what the Sharks do over the next few weeks. We'll talk and pre-show about, do they just go, fuck it, we're a good attacking team, let's mm. lean into it. That's what Billy Slater said. He said, just, just they just need to go, you know what, fuck it, we're an attacking side, let's do it. Mm. Um, the problem is I feel like they kind of already have done that and it hasn't worked. <laughs> I, I agree, yeah. Um, and look, I just, actually, I was, you know what, Billy, take that on board, mate. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I, <laughs> Obviously taking the piss, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> nah, but seriously, fuck it. Um, also, Gary, it was 17 for Penrith. 17 in a row. Wow. That's fuck. Wild. I just, I also like, just if you're going to make Craig Fitzgibbon your head coach and build around him, are you, are you going to go, uh, screw defence? Mm. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I do think they need to make some recruits. Um, the tough thing it is. It shouldn't is, be hard. I know they should be able to recruit for sure, for sure. The tough thing is, is that like they do miss Moylan in an attack. And a lot of people are saying, oh, clearly Moylan isn't the problem. <coughs> Look, I, I do think defensively Moylan was the problem. He was the problem for sure. I don't think he was the only problem, but he was definitely struggling in defence. But I think what Billy Slater's train of thought might be is like you were, you were a better side with Moylan in it and your attack was way better than it was you know, like the other night. And they were sitting as a top four side. Yeah, so you go, maybe that's more to do with the fact that they're actually running into top eight sides now and they had a good run heading into I, I'm not sure. Um, Boys, we've had, we had a bit of a conversation about it off air before the show. Will Kennedy 
gone what looks like probably for the season or longer term anyway with a hamstring injury. Provided his body can get through it, Matt Moylan, back to fullback. Your attack goes back to where it was, elite. As I said before, the best in the game by points per game. You don't have to worry about his defence as such. I think he's a talker from fullback. Positioning will be fine. It's not the dream scenario, but provided they think his body can get fit, uh, get through it, it's almost a free shot at the stumps. You know, I know they're playing for top eight spot, but what do you reckon? I, I mean, initially when you say it, you go, "Whoa, more than a fullback," but at the same time, like it's almost. I do agree with that. You're clearly not this season. You're not going to out defend anyone. Mm. So it's like. You just put him back there and hope. Yeah, the best of him, which is his attack, and the worst of him, which has been his defence this season, not really a concern. Yeah, look, if his body can hold up to it in regards to he can take hit-ups, he's not going to get completely dominated returning the ball, I don't see why you, don't, you, you, you might not give it a crack. Mm. Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, the Sharkies are just in such a tough spot because they're so close. You don't want to mess with the formula too much, but at the same time, changes need to be made. What do you think, Guru? Yeah, I'm torn. I I don't mind. I think because I watched Connor Tracy play a lot in reserve grade at play fullback, and he looked really good there. Uh, But I'm I'm happy to admit I'm biased. I've always been a huge Matt Moylan fan, and I want him in the team somewhere. The other move I'd like to see them make is bringing Ido in at left centre. He's been playing down there in New South Wales Cup, doing really well. He gives me proper, like, Val Holmes. Mm. Good sort, too. Very good sort. <laughs> Very good-looking rooster. So I... That always helps. Always helps. Sells Doesn't hinder. I wouldn't Smoke, know, Smokey for bloat, 2024. Absolutely. Smokey. Lock. <laughs> that good sort. Lock him in. Holy <laughs> shit. Hang on a sec, Guru. I don't recall you being on the coaching <laughs> stuff, mate. If you want to apply... I'm the recruitment officer. Mate, if you want to apply for the job, you go through the proper channels. <laughs> go through the proper channels. We've got a lot of people that want to be bloat coach, mate. Um... Look, but no, I genuinely think he should come in this week. You have a look like, even if you just look at his stats from Carlton, the bloke plays centre and he averages about 150, 160 metres per week. Mm. Um, he killed it when he did bloody play earlier in the year. Yeah, he's a very, very talented kid who I reckon could really make a splash. And he literally plays left centre. Mm. Like he's not a winger that you shift in there. He's not a fullback. He plays left centre, just put him there. I love Sifra I have for a long time, but Some <laughs> I think it was evident on the weekend that nothing's changed there. Yeah. He's so good in a taxi fight. Like, he's a meter eater, tackle breaks, try assist, killing it. But just some of those reads are just... I don't know what he's thinking. You know? Is there no communication out there? And fixing reads like that isn't a two-week thing. No, it takes an off-season. It takes a genuine off-season. Uh, I think you've got to keep Siffer in the side. You've got to keep him in the gotta side. got to be there somewhere. Oh, mate, sure. he's so good. Mom. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.